I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother and my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. Today, I am joined by Fox Occupational Therapist, Katie Linz. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much. Your name has been thrown around a lot recently because <laughs> you went viral. I think you were the first person to go viral on Fox Rehabilitation's social media channel. So congratulations. Thank you. Over a million views now. Over a million views. So can yeah. you take us through that quickly? It was uh, sure. you were you were treating a patient. And uh, yes. well, just take us through the video <laughs> and like take us through everything because I'm so curious. Sure. So this is someone who has Parkinson's disease. I've been seeing him for a while and we've kind of addressed ADLs one by one. So we talked about how are you getting dressed? And he said he's having trouble with buttons. So I gave him a button hook and he loves it. And then he's having trouble with shoes. He's having trouble with socks. So we got a sock aid. We went to Dick's Sporting Goods. Like I met him there and we picked out the best shoes for him. And then we just done that for like every area of his life where he's having trouble because of his Parkinson's. Uh, I took a short clip of each and I put it all together to his favorite song. Yeah, so what inspired you to take out your cell phone and start recording? One of my coworkers in the Towson area who actually went to school with me, she put out a video. And then my director in my area was like, guys, we need to put out another video, a better video. And I, I have a competitive spirit, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and for those wondering, for those wondering, we have to let you know that all patients do sign a consent. Yes. Because I know some people are like, how are you, how are you recording patients? They, they <laughs> sign a consent. And if they don't sign a consent, we don't share the footage. So Katie sent us the footage. We put all the clips together. We put it on TikTok. And it was the first Fox Rehabilitation social media clip to get over a million views. So Katie, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, he loved doing it too. It and yes, me. <laughs> and, and congratulations to your patient as well. Thanks. Yeah, and, and a, a good choice in song, too. <laughs> it's his favorite. Can so. you tell everyone what the song was? I honestly don't know the title anymore. Here I Go Again yes. from Whitesnake. Yes, it is Whitesnakes. So yes. your patient has a good taste <laughs> in those big rock songs from the 1980s. I'll let him know you said yeah. that. <laughs> so, Katie, today we're going to talk about ADHD in older adults. I don't know if clinicians love this or hate this. I have no clinical background, so we basically start from scratch. We we start like 101 style, and then we build up from there. So my first question, very basic, what are symptoms of ADHD? So ADHD primarily impacts your executive functions. Per the Mayo Clinic, that's going to look like impulsivity, 
disorganization, you've got clutter everywhere, uh, problems prioritizing, like why didn't they do the bills before they painted the spot in the closet that no one could see? Um, some restlessness, poor planning, and then problems following through, like completing tasks, like why didn't they even finish painting the spot in the closet no one can see? But it has to be severe enough to affect more than one area of your life. Okay. Now, yeah. I remember it was probably like mid to late 90s. People start throwing around the term ADD. So okay. is ADD and ADHD different, the same thing? I consider it more the same thing. Okay. Um, the H thrown in there is hyperactivity. Yeah, uh, so, so the, yeah, the ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Yes. ADD is more outdated now. Okay, so they don't, we don't use that term anymore. Yeah, so it's more, so there's different types of ADHD, and the ADD was more referring to the inattentive type, because there's the inattentive type, and then there's the hyperactive type. Okay. But they sort of put it on a spectrum now. Okay. So, yeah. Katie, I'm assuming that <laughs> in the 1930s, 1940s, and 1950s, ADHD probably wasn't diagnosed as much as it would be years later. And because of that, um, is it difficult to treat someone who is diagnosed with ADHD later in life? I would say yes. Actually, it wasn't even in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual until 2013. Really? I mean, that's not e yeah, so that's not wow. even 10 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this is a widely referenced book. And it was included not even 10 years ago. Now, that is for the descriptors for adults. It's been in there for children, okay. but not for adults, which is funny because it's a lifelong disease disorder, I should say. Wow. So yeah. when you're treating a patient or if a, a patient <laughs> seeks healthcare advice, like, how do you know that they have ADHD? Like, all those symptoms you labeled before, you're like, oh, like, they may have yes. ADHD. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is something just in my head, and I have talked to, this, like, a physician about it before for someone, but they're not going to do pharmaceutical treatments, so it's kind of on you to figure out what's next in terms of treatments. Okay. Um, just because, the like, the pharmaceutical wouldn't be good for older adults. Um, and it's hard to diagnose because it has a lot of similarities with things like anxiety, depression, and even dementia. Mm -hmm. And all three of those can be comorbidities at the same time as ADHD. And now, unlike dementia, the signs we have talked about, they have to be present throughout their whole life. So you can ask their siblings if they're still around, think about family stories of when they were a child and say, oh, that that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you you have to almost go back in time yeah. to figure out the currents. And, wow. Okay. So, yes. Katie, what's the science behind procrastination and hyperfocus? There's two different networks in your brain that are important to this conversation. There's the task positive network that fosters our ability to do something without wasting time. And then there's the default mode network, and that's kind of our daydreaming and creative thinking. Okay. So... In brains with ADHD, like the toggle that switches between them is disabled, thus explaining like hyperfixation when a person becomes stuck in the TPN, the task positive network. On the other hand, they can get stuck in the default mode network, constantly thinking of like new ideas and hobbies to pursue, 
they create this new ambition, but they don't have that motivation from the task positive network. So you, you so this is this is interesting. So you said between those two, yeah, the, to- like a toggle. the, the toggle doesn't work. Yes. So how do we make that toggle work? So as an OT, it's kind of like focusing on external cues to set the set the toggle off. So like one of the things is body doubling is the strategy that I use. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> All right. So now wait, you said external what did you say? External and like an external cue. An external cue. So they spark. have to see or visualize something for them to flip that toggle. They have to be like super motivated. And sometimes that just has to come from an external source. Okay. So body doubling, you yes. sent me an article, which was so interesting. Can you, <laughs> can you explain what body doubling is? Yeah. So it's this technique that's not evidence-based yet, but it is highly regarded in anecdotal evidence. Um, so I should start with that boredom is the kryptonite of people with ADHD. So like if a task like paying bills is understimulating, you may find them fidgeting or avoiding the task altogether. But yes. with someone else present in the room, that's the term body doubling. You just double the bodies in the room. They're ideally modeling task productivity. It doesn't even have to be the same task. And the tour becomes more fun and it becomes like an external trigger to flip that person's toggle. Um, because it kind of brings them back to the present moment. Wow. So the person doesn't even have to be doing bills like the other person. No, <laughs> no, you just stand there. Now, d- does the other person have to be doing a task? Not always. I think that would be best for some people. But for some people, you just say, OK, let's go clean your room and you get them up the steps, you get them in the room and then you just stand there and they will take off. Is that <laughs> In a way, similar to someone needing a trainer at a gym. I guess some people could use it that way, yeah. Because some people are unmotivated. Yeah, like people are unmotivated to work out, but when they have someone Mm -hmm. next to them saying, hey, like do 10 reps of this, 12 reps of that, they become motivated to do it. Yeah, so I had a patient who we did a whole jogging routine. He went from 30 seconds of jogging to 30 minutes by the end of the plan of wow. care. Wow. So you were you jogging with them? Yes. Wow. Three times a week. And then we like eventually tapered off. And I think like I he had some signs of of ADHD. And so that accountability was everything. Like you have to plan that they might need more time with you on that home activity program or home exercise program. But he still does it. I haven't seen him in months, and he still runs three times a week at the same time. (laughs) So my next question for you is you get these routines going. You said you went from 30 seconds to 30 minutes. minutes. So when you are out of the picture, how does a patient stay on those routines? That can be hard. I mean, you can do accountability like we talked about with kind of body doubling. But a wonderful book for this, I mean, like, the best book everyone should read. At least five of my patients have had this book in their house because of me, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think the two techniques that you could do to like set that routine is habit stacking and keeping an object in the same accessible place every day. So habit stacking is when you pick a habit you already do, like eat breakfast, and then you add your new habit after. Oh, okay. And then by keeping 
his jogging shoes by the door in the same place every day. He's ready. Like he never has to look for what he needs. I saw something <laughs> not too long ago where someone said, and I'm, I don't know why I, I keep relating it to working out, but someone says, if you get dressed in your workout clothes, Mm-hmm. it's easier for you to work out because if you're in your normal clothes, you're like, well, I got to get my pants, my shirt, my socks, my right. shoes. That's going to take like 15 or 20 minutes. And in 15 or 20 minutes, I may not want to work out. Yeah. That makes total sure. sense. And I know some people with ADHD can see like each task as a chore. So some people might say, oh, I just got to put on my running clothes. But they might break it down like, oh, I got to put my shoes on and my socks yes. and my shorts and my shirt. And that is just going to stop you. <laughs> No, I I totally relate to that because sometimes I want to run and I'm like, well, it's going to take me 20 minutes before I'm even out the door. Right. You just got to have the clothes on or like right there at the door or in your car. I like this. So wait, habit stack. See, I'm writing all this down. And then for when you have that object, what's that called? Does that have a cool nickname? No, I used to call it object permanence, but that's and it's a stretch. Okay. We'll, we'll come up with a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah. well, Katie, speaking of TikTok, you, okay. you and a patient going viral on TikTok. Yes. That article you sent me about body doubling, mm-hmm. it was so fascinating because they said there was a community of people with ADHD who have found others on TikTok. So if someone wants to do laundry, they go <laughs> right, right. They go on TikTok and they say, hey, I'm doing laundry now. And just the fact that they know that people are watching and, <laughs> and that they have an audience and people you know, with ADHD, they're able to fold their laundry. And that's a form yeah. of body doubling. It's virtual body doubling. Virtual, yeah, virtual body doubling. Yeah, so it could be good if this person, your your mom, she has ADHD and she can't drive and you're busy that day, but you could call her or FaceTime her and say, Mom, I'm like, I'm here. Can you take your medications or set them up while I'm watching? And she's more likely to do it because she knows, you know, you care and that um, you're there kind of watching and she's in that present moment. Like, what else? She's not going to say no, probably. I don't know. She might, but. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, do you think. I I think we'll eventually get to a point where you can have older adult patients maybe use social media Mm -hmm. or use technology to body double like they do right now on TikTok. I agree. I think that'd be great because, you know, I see a lot of people who don't drive. You know what, Katie? You you were the first Fox clinician to go viral. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe you can also make history by being the first to have patients body double on the internet or on yeah. social media. Yeah. So that's. It's hard because it's not exactly an evidence-based treatment yet. All right. All it's right. just an anecdotal thing. Um, but even like if you're, I like I'll provide education at the same time, like while they're cleaning or while they're jogging, you can provide education. You're not yeah. just standing there. Okay. You know? Yes. Yes. Or like maybe they get online with a family member or a friend. Yes. All right. See, we're we're yeah. we're game changing today yeah. on the, the Live Better Longer <laughs> podcast. So, Katie, within yes. this article, and I should probably send out a link to this article. Do you do you know the title of it? I don't have it handy. 
I don't know, Andy. Well, was it from the I Washington? Have... Was it from the Washington Post? Yeah. Yes. It's body doubling and ADHD productivity tool is flourishing online. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a 2022 it's... article in September, so it's very recent. All right. I think we've given everyone enough info. They know how to work the internet. Like if you if you Google all that, you'll find the article. Yes. It also mentioned the Pomodoro technique. Sure. Are you are you familiar with the Pomodoro technique? Yeah. So I haven't actually used it yet, but it is it's newer, not really, but it's from the eighties. Okay. Um you choose the assignment that you want to do. You set a timer to 25 minutes, and then in your head, you have to tell yourself, I'm going to spend uninterrupted time working on the task. Yeah, and you work continuously until the timer stops you. So then, like, when that timer stops, you just put a check mark saying you've done it. You take a break. That's the important part. <laughs> yes. And then when you begin again, you set a timer for another 25 minutes, and then you keep doing the cycles so, so Katie, is it the same task or is it a different um, task? It can be. It just it depends how long that first task takes you. All right. Because the, the article was talking about people going online when they were doing their yearly taxes. It seems like such a big mountain to climb. But if they knew that other people were with them on it, they were able to do it. So I guess if you're doing the Pomodoro technique, you could work mm -hmm. on your taxes for 25 minutes, take a yeah. break, come back. Oh, it's kind of like when they say, like, oh, I can spend five minutes doing anything. Because what, like, what this is addressing is the motivation piece. Like, oh, can, I can spend five minutes doing anything. But then once you get started, you're going to get in that hyper-focus zone. Yes. And then the timer is what stops it from becoming, like, a hyper-focus that you look up later and it's you know, five hours later and you forgot to pick your kids up from school. Yeah. <laughs> so like it, it helps you stop that hyper-focus, but also helps you get started by saying, oh, anybody can do 25 minutes of anything, you know? Now, how hard is it to stop after 25 minutes? Because people who have hyper-focus, mm. they want to grind until that 26th minute. So how tough is it to actually stop at minute 25? It, it's hard, but... You got like with the Pomodoro technique, you're just taking a five minute break and then you're going right back to it. Okay. But yeah. the break, but, I mean, but I, even, but even taking that break might be tough, but you're saying like, is. this will help you if you actually take that break. It can be very tough. I mean, what you can do, like I have a patient who sets an alarm for her medications because she might forget mm -hmm. um, just because she gets distracted. And <laughs> I put on her alarm, do not turn off until the medications are taken. So that ah, thing rings. Yes, keeps ringing I like that. Until she takes the medicine. So it's kind of like that in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay. <laughs> that makes total sense. But so like if they set a timer and they did something else for those five minutes, that might be a break from what they were doing before, but it's still distracting enough. Because yeah. with hyperfocus, you just totally block out everything else and you're zoned yes. in on one thing. Yes. So my fear is that if this person takes a break after 25 minutes and then they get into something else, is there a chance that they could hyper-focus on that then? Yes, but that's you'd have to start like another timer to make sure it's only five minutes. But again, like these times, or maybe not again, maybe I didn't say this, but the times, the timer, you can set yourself. So if 25 minutes is too short for you and you know that, then 
said it for 45 or something, you know? Yeah, and that's what it said in the article. So it said it's okay. not like rigid where it has to be yeah. like stop at 25 and you have a five minute break. It says <laughs> figure out what works for you. So maybe work yeah. on something for 40 minutes and maybe you know that you need a 10 minute break instead of a five minute break. Yeah, because it is. I mean, it's not their fault. Like they have impairments in their like dorsal ventral medial networks that mediate like cognitive control of attention and timing and working memory. That's not like their fault. Like no one's going to be mad, too mad at help that, you know, they lose track of time doing something important. Yes. And then Katie, why should someone with ADHD consider occupational therapy? (laughs) Well, if the past 20 minutes has not given enough, (laughs) (laughs) there is so much more. Um, Like I said, like older adults with ADHD are usually going to be persuaded to take the non-pharmaceutical approach. So if your loved one is having trouble with dressing, bathing, eating, doing the bills, remembering the laundry, losing their cane all the time, doing their medication management, they totally reach out. And OTs love to problem solve what is going to work best for your loved one so that they can be independent as possible. Why do you say that older adults probably shouldn't go the pharmaceutical route? Um, So these medications are going to be probably too strong for them. Um, And they might interfere with some of the other medications for other comorbidities. Okay. Yeah. Katie, uh, will you stick around for one more segment? Yeah, sure. And I do want to say ADHD 2.0 is probably the best book for this topic, if anybody wants to read. All right. So we got ADHD 2.0. And then you Mm -hmm. also recommend Atomic Atomic Habits. Habits by James Clear. Yes. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back more with Katie Lins on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. So as we take a quick break, just a reminder that we are celebrating Occupational Therapy Month, celebrating OTs like Katie Lins. And make sure you follow Fox Rehabilitation on all of our social media channels. I am talking Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are highlighting the stories of Fox OTs, showing you their video content, stuff that you do want to check out all month long. Once again, on Fox Rehabilitation's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And before we get back... To this week's podcast, this is almost kind of breaking news. Carol B. Lewis, I should say the Dr. Carol B. Lewis, will be teaming up with Fox Rehabilitation for a webinar on Thursday, May 18th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The topic, finding a job with purpose. So whether you are a student about to graduate looking for that first job out of school or an established clinician who wants to find a job with purpose, I suggest, I highly suggest you attend this webinar once again hosted by the Dr. Carol B. Lewis on Thursday, May 18th. I mean, Carol is royalty in the healthcare world. She's written books. She's lectured in 49 different states. I mean, she has a yearly lecture named after her 
at APTA's combined sections meeting. So Finding a Job with Purpose, hosted by Dr. Carol B. Lewis, it is happening on Thursday, May 18th. If you would like to register, go to Fox Rehabilitation's Facebook page under the event section. You could go to our LinkedIn page under the event section, or you could find out more information by going to our website, foxrehab.org. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am joined by Fox Occupational Therapist Katie Lenz, breaking down the ADHD. I thought that was fascinating. I agree. It's totally fascinating. It's something that's not really talked about. No, but I, I'm glad that you are talking about it. And then just people connecting online and through social media. I could see that happening more and more as people become more comfortable with technology. Agreed. I totally agree. All right. So, Katie, mm -hmm. I always I always ask this question on the Live Better Longer podcast. Okay. So when you are not treating older adult patients, <laughs> what do you do to relax? Oh, well, I like to go for runs. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in Annapolis on the water, so... I, there's always good views, taking pictures, and then hanging out with friends and family. Now, when you say runs, do you do races at all, or do you just run uh, for fun? I do. Oh, I did the okay. Hawaii Marathon in oh, September. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I, I kind of knew you ran because we were talking about the New York City Marathon. Yeah. And it was 74 degrees, which I think Amazing. is beautiful. And then you said, well, like people had an issue with the weather because usually... In November in New York City, it's not seventy four degrees. So I kind of like had a an inkling that maybe you were a runner just by the way you were talking. So wait, you ran the Hawaii Marathon? Yes, in Kauai, the Garden Island. Oh my! When did you do that? September fourth, Labor Day weekend. Oh wait, in twenty twenty two. Yes. Oh. Was it was it awesome? It was awesome. I saw seven rainbows in the first half. <laughs> Did you? Uh, what was your time? Oh, it was over five hours. Um, just because I went with somebody else, and we decided to stay together. Okay, you were like yeah. basically touring Hawaii. Yes, and my patient said that she was like, "You're not going to run. <laughs> you're not going for the race." And she, I was like, "You're right. You're right." <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm almost like I kind of like the fact that it took five hours because you got to like take it all in. Mm -hmm. I did, and they're. You know how there are like people cheering for you? Well, we had luau dancers. <laughs> nice. It was so cool. And then fresh mango everywhere, Ooh. handing out fruit. Mm -hmm. That sounds like heaven to me. It's a great idea. And then, Katie, when you're training, do you have your uh, earbuds in? No, because I worry about traffic. Real? Oh, so you don't listen to any music? I will or on my phone. Okay. As like a treat, if I get to like five miles, and I'll turn it on and then. All right. So what um, what music are you listening to? Oh, <laughs> it's a very mixed playlist. I like that. So give us give yeah. us some of the songs on the playlist. Okay, let's see. My latest one. Oh man, I'm not good with names or songs. Just the artist then. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I think it's Little Little Mix. Yes. 
Okay, and then um, some older songs. Hold on, let me just look at my playlist right look now. At, yeah, look at. I'm curious. Look yeah. at the playlist. Okay, okay. Let me pull it up. Hawaii Marathon playlist. Nice. So wait, we have the actual playlist. <laughs> okay, Cool in the Gang celebration. Oh we yeah. Live. Sister Sledge, we are family. Uh, Empire State of Mind, Family Affair, Lose Yourself by Eminem. All of them. You went through the seventies <laughs> up through the early two thousands. I also have Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride from the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and you kept it thematic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I like that playlist. Good job, Katie. Thanks. Yes, and now if you weren't running with a friend, how fast would you have run that marathon? Um. Well, in twenty nineteen, I did a four fifteen. Yeah. There we go. You're a runner. Yeah. You're a legit runner. That, 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 felt, that one felt good. Okay. Where, where, where was that one? <laughs> that was in Philadelphia. So in, pretty flat course. Okay. In Philly. Well, Katie, thank you uh, for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. You'll, you'll have to come back. Okay. When you go, when you get 10 million, when you get 10 million on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good challenge. Yes. That is your next challenge. So, Katie, thank you for joining us and happy OT month to you. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jim. Yes. So, for Katie Lins, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. Mm-hmm.